We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit AugiesLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. AugiesLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. This is Sportsbeat AM, featuring a conversation with Blue and Gold Illustrated Notre Dame football beat reporter Tyler Horka. Well, the Irish football team halfway through spring practice. Practice number 10 coming up on Thursday. And we are excited about the 2022 season, but this morning, 2023 campaign is a little bit in the spotlight with the announcement that Notre Dame, for the first time, will play an FCS school as Tennessee State will come to Notre Dame Stadium September 2nd, 2023. Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State running back Eddie George is the head coach of Tennessee State. He'll be in his third season in 2023 in charge of this TSU program. And as you can imagine, a lot of reaction on social media, message boards with Notre Dame playing an FCS opponent for the first time. And we bring in the Notre Dame football beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Tyler Horka. Tyler, let me just start with your personal opinion. A, when you heard the news, what was your reaction? And B, does it make sense for Notre Dame to play an FCS school for the first time? My initial reaction was, this is pretty cool. I spent three years down in the South covering Mississippi State, so I was around a lot of HBCUs, particularly Jackson State, um, when Deion Sanders was named head coach of Jackson State a couple of years ago, uh, I kind of made my way off the Mississippi State beat for a little bit because that was such big news. And it's all anybody in Mississippi wanted to read about at the time. And that kind of spread throughout the South. And um, I contend that maybe Eddie George is not the head coach at Tennessee State without Deion Sanders kind of fostering a movement for HBCUs to get some some shine. So my initial, my initial reaction was Notre Dame has a black head coach. He spent some time talking about that in his introductory press conference. So obviously that is of note and that is um, kind of a tie in here in that I think Notre Dame is trying to give an HBCU some shine and maybe um, – you know, those those schools have a lot of history, and I think Jack Swarbrick mentioned that in his statement, and we'll hear more from Marcus Freeman and Jack Swarbrick on the matter later this afternoon. But I think this is a really cool thing to give uh, one historic university a chance to play at uh, arguably the most historic university's home field in 2023. So my, re- my initial reaction was, yeah, this is awesome. And then going forward, I mean – Look, Notre Dame has not won a national title in the last 30 years without playing an FCS program. So 
Um, I don't think it has any bearing on what Notre Dame is trying to do in winning a national championship in the next 5, 10, you know, 15, 30 years forward. Notre Dame can play FCS schools and win a national championship. There's no recipe against that. Obviously, it doesn't have to be in the recipe for it, but uh, you know, if, if Notre Dame ended up winning a national title in 2023 and Tennessee State was a part of that schedule, I think a lot of these fans who are complaining that, you know, oh, Notre Dame is going against the grain and, you know, removing all of its morals to play an FCS school. Well, if Notre Dame won a national title in 2023 and, you know, those T-shirts that schools make with the entire schedule listed on the back, the score of each game, they're going to proudly wear those T-shirts and Tennessee State is going to be on there. So I think it's a really cool thing for both schools. It, it really doesn't have any bearing on what Marcus Freeman wants to do moving forward. He said he wants to win a national title. This could easily be a part of that. I, I am very much in favor of uh, the decision that came out yesterday. Tyler, I just see too many people saying, well, this takes Notre Dame off an exclusive list of schools that have never played an FCS team. USC is going to be the only team left on the list. UCLA is playing for the first time in FCS school this year and also next year. Notre Dame will come off the list in 2023. That's just not a reason to not play an FCS school as being on this so-called list. That list doesn't get you any trophies. That list doesn't make you any more money. That list doesn't get you to the college football playoff automatically. To me, Tyler, I think the Irish want to get off the list of not winning a national championship. That's the important list. And when you think about the grind of a long season, and they play coast-to-coast, teams like Alabama and LSU, they don't have to travel all across the country. They're in a conference. They play a lot of home games. They play FCS schools. Notre Dame wants to be a national program, recruit across the country, so they have to play across the country. And playing a, and I hate to diminish Tennessee State, but you know what I'm saying, a lesser team that's going to take away a little bit of the grind of a long season. To me, that's Jack Swarbrick putting his football team in a better position to reach their goals. Yeah, absolutely. And we're only talking about Notre Dame being on that short list, which right now, like you said, is three teams. It's going to be one team, uh, you know, by September of 2023. Being on that short list is only talked about because Notre Dame hasn't won a national title in, you know, the last three decades. If Notre Dame had some titles to draw back on, I don't think anyone is really talking about this right now in that Notre Dame has never played in FCS school. And like I said, if Notre Dame wins a national title in 2023, it's a very hard schedule. And just like this one, it's going to be a tall task, especially in early in Marcus Freeman's tenure. But all of a sudden, nobody is talking about this. So it's all relative. It's all circumstantial. Uh, you know, look at Alabama. Alabama is playing <laughs> an FCS school pretty much every November in a schedule that only has eight games against conference foes in the SEC. Usually the, the tune-up for the Iron Bowl is, if it's not a bye week, it's it's an FCS team. So uh, Nick Saban is just fine playing these, like you said, lesser opponents. Uh, and it, it gives these lesser opponents some shine, like I mentioned earlier. It, it gives them some money, for sure. Notre Dame is definitely paying a pretty penny for Tennessee State to come up here and play a game at Notre Dame Stadium. And, you know, I've, I've looked at all the, the message board uh, comments and, and the fans <laughs> crying out and and saying, well, I'm not going or I'm not even watching on TV. One, 
Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> if they're not at Notre Dame Stadium, they're definitely watching on NBC. This isn't a Peacock game. This is, you know, if you've got cable, you're able to watch the game, go to a bar or something, it's going to be on. So I just I just think the, the reaction was a little too uh, flammatory. And, you know, this this will settle down. But like I said, every, everything I said, in the answer to your first question stands, I think this is a really cool thing. It was bound to happen yeah. at some point. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame doing what Notre Dame does, it's, it's doing it in the biggest way. And, you know, having a formal press conference and uh, re- really shining light on uh, an institution that could probably use some of it. And I think it's a really cool thing. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tyler Horka, Notre Dame football beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Putting aside the history, what it could mean for Tennessee State, you know, one thing to me, Tyler, that is very important about this particular matchup, it comes after the Irish get back from Dublin taking on Navy. Now, I was around in 2012 when the Irish went to the BCS title game. They started the year in Dublin. They beat Navy, and it was a tough turnaround. Their next game, taking on an okay Purdue team, but a guy by the name of Tommy Reese came off the bench to run the two-minute drill, got the Irish into field goal range, and the Irish barely won that game over Purdue at Notre Dame Stadium. So there is a benefit, I think, to the Irish coming back from Dublin and a couple of weeks down the line, they're taking on Ohio State. I think from a scheduling perspective, Tennessee State even makes a lot of sense in the sequence of the schedule in 2023. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. And there was one opponent left to fill on this schedule. Notre Dame has all 12 of its opponents now. So if I even saw some message boards comments saying, really, this is the last team that we're going to choose on the schedule? Well, yeah, it is because... Uh, you know, all of the dates are not figured out for the 2023 schedule. I think there's still four or five teams that need to slot into a date, but you know, that September 2nd date was, uh, was there. And obviously Notre Dame is playing on week zero. So yeah, they, they, they needed an opponent that, I mean, you said it earlier, this is on paper, probably a really big win for Notre Dame. And uh, the game is going to come with a lot of other fanfare and all these other things, which is really cool. But Notre Dame needed a team that it could get back from Ireland and say, all right, um, we don't have to play Ohio State right now or Clemson or, or even a power five team. Uh, like you said, like like a Purdue or uh, anyone else that could easily go into Notre Dame Stadium and, and give Notre Dame some fits. I mean, how many teams did we see last year that gave Notre Dame fits and they weren't even coming back from Ireland or anywhere crazy like that. You know, they were coming back from Tallahassee, Florida hmm. in a late game uh, on, a, on a Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, scheduling purposes, um, everything else aside, absolutely, this makes sense for Notre Dame. They needed uh, a bye game. This is a bye game. Like I said, there's, there's some money involved to get Tennessee State to come up here. And obviously, whenever that's the case, Notre Dame is going to be a heavy favorite. 
Tyler, let's talk a little spring football practice in our closing moments here. The Irish are down to five scholarship-wide receivers that are healthy. Of course, Avery Davis coming back from the ACL. We found out recently Joe Wilkins had foot surgery. He is done for the rest of the spring. And among the five scholarship healthy-wide receivers, one is a walk-on just a few months ago in Matt Salerno. Positives and negatives out of this development at the wide receiver position. You mentioned Matt Salerno, and it definitely puts a little bit more importance on um, his actual importance in this offense. And I, Matt Salerno is a guy that when I got here last summer and we got to watch fall camp, I was like, man, that guy is a pretty good athlete. He can make some really good catches. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame coaching staff thought the same thing when they you know, slotted him in as the primary punt returner a couple years ago in terms of his athleticism. So, yeah, he's a guy that is going to be counted on uh, at least in this spring session and then going into the fall. And, you know, some of those other guys, I wrote about Dion Colsey this week. He needs to take that next step. And whether that's getting faster or getting bigger or getting both, uh, he needs to do that. Chancey Stuckey is on him about that. He's been asking him, uh, every everything you do in spring practice has to be revolving around trying to be great. So uh, I see that in Lorenzo Styles for sure. I think right now he's arguably the leader of this group without Avery Davis on the field. Um, obviously, when Avery Davis comes back, he's the uh, emotional leader. He's the guy that everyone's going to look to in that way. But in terms of being Notre Dame's best receiver, I think that's Lorenzo Styles right now. And even when Avery Davis is healthy, I think Lorenzo Siles is going to start in the slot. He's too athletic. He's too good to keep him off the field. So I talk about Styles. I talk about Colsey. Those are probably two of your starters. I have a lot more trust in Styles right now than I do Colsey, but Colsey might have the most upside just in terms of his 6'4", 6'5", you know, 215, 220-pound frame, which he's trying to get to. Uh, th- those guys are both true sophomores. We have to remember that, too. These guys are going to be counted on in a big way, and they just don't have a lot of experience to draw back on. So uh, we were talking about the wide receivers in January, right? It's April. We're still talking about them. That just shows kind of what situation that unit is in right now. Really quick, Tyler, in about a minute, who do you think the Irish women's basketball team will miss the most among the three that have inser- that have entered the transfer portal? I think it's got to be Sam Brunel and – that's just because Abby Prohaska, you know, missed a couple months with a couple of different injuries and Notre Dame was able to kind of survive that. Anaya Peoples, she was replaced in the starting lineup by Sonia Citrone. And, you know, that kind of tells you everything about what she meant to the team. She was an awesome hustle player. I think she was actually better served coming off the bench. So no doubt Notre Dame is going to miss that energy, is going to miss that defensive grit and the same goes for Prohaska but with Brunel it's shot making it's uh, another big body which Notre Dame is kind of at a premium with Um, especially I've been talking to uh, some sources about Maya Dotson that's still up in the air it's not it's not certain that she is coming back right now so the fact that Notre Dame is is going to be missing another 6-3 body coming off the bench who can do a lot of things on both sides of the floor they're absolutely going to miss Sam Brunel. And that's probably the most shocking one to me too, because she just seemed like she was all Notre Dame all the time, but you know, a player as good as her, she wants to go start. She wants to go play somewhere. So I don't falter one bit for trying to make that happen. 
Tyler, the $1 deal is still going on at Blue and Gold Illustrated. Yes, absolutely. Go to blueandgold.com, sign up for uh, $1 for an entire year of premium access that uh, gives you access to the message board that we mentioned a couple times. That can keep you preoccupied for an entire day, (laughs) days, weeks, whatever. Uh, But we also have a lot of really good content. I covered the baseball game last night, uh, wrote a women's basketball article this week. Men's basketball is heavily covered. Obviously, football in the middle of spring practice. A lot of really good articles about update on Marcus Freeman's team. So, yeah, go to blueandgold.com if you're a Notre Dame fan. There really is no other place to be, especially for $1 for one year. Tyler, thanks for your time this morning. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Darren. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tyler Horka, Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. 851 at WSBT. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.